Tonight's reading comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and if you have your Bibles or mobile devices, uh, it's also, uh, this text is essentially um, mirrored in 1 Kings 9 as well. Uh, this is entitled, If My People Pray. Uh, a little context around this, this is after uh, Solomon has finished his house and the temple and the presence of the Lord has returned to the temple and everybody's praising God, a uh, very exciting time in the history of God's people. So this is his prayer uh, right after that and then God speaking to him. Starting at verse 11 in Second Chronicles 7. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and in his own house he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locust to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land." Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. As for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne as I covenanted with David, your father, saying, You shall not lack a man to rule Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're continuing our spiritual discipline uh, theme, and this is the discipline of praying. So, I don't know what you guys pray for, um, but I, uh, had an, I'm not a fisherman Who's my fisherman in here? Who goes fishing? Okay, I'm not a fisherman. Like, I've gone once in the last five years, but we were in Cabo, and we were with some friends, and they like to do deep-sea fishing. So I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll do this thing. So they you know, chartered a boat for the morning and all that, and we went out, and he caught a mahi-mahi right away. We're like, all right, we got dinner for the night, and then we saw a bunch of whales jumping. It was beautiful, and then there's this thing of fishing that I, I realized, it's called the, the sitting and waiting part. So, you know, you're like, well, it's exciting, and now here we are two hours later, like, this is not very fun. And I'm like, this is why I don't like fishing, I think. But the good thing about two hours on a boat on a Sunday morning is um, you get a little time to pray. So I started, you know, doing my thing and thinking, do my Lutheran's morning prayer, all that. And then I started going, fishermen, I bet they pray quite a bit because there's like this thing that they're always wanting to catch fish. And this is this really nebulous thing. Is this going to be, and they always use this thing called, you know, good luck, right? Now, for those of you that know I've preached on luck before and there's no such thing, and I've tried to remove that word from my vocabulary for years and my kids keep me accountable to this. But then I started having that little thought experiment in my head. I'm like, okay, so what if we pray that we would catch a fish, and then we do, then is that how, right? So then if I do this thing, then God does this thing for me. And I'm like, I wonder if that fisherman up there 
who's like, is this is like daily life, like always in limbo? Am I praying? Am I doing? Am I doing something right or wrong? And so I'm having all these thoughts in my mind, right? And I'm kind of, actually, I'm starting to doze off, which is kind of what I do when I pray a lot too. And then all of a sudden, we're about ready to be done, and all of a sudden, the line goes, it takes off. And everybody gets very excited. It was my turn to, to sit in the chair, you know, you know like in Jaws, you know, they stra- no, they didn't strap me in, but I'm in. So I get on this thing, and they're very excited, and uh, it was a marlin, it's a, and it was a, uh, a good marlin. Uh, and I didn't know, I'm like, I just see it out there just jumping, and I'm like, doing that, and then, then it would just run, right? And there's like, like, you can't stop it, it's just running and running and running. And then I'd reel it back in, I'm like, oh, and then it would dive, and I'd run, and I'd do it again and again, and it had different color, and I'm like, all right, I'm getting it back, and then it's all gone, and the spool's almost all gone, I'm like, and they're backing the boat up, chasing this thing. It was, I don't know how, time kind of froze, I don't know, maybe it was a half hour or so, Eventually, they get this thing up to the boat, and they hook it in, and it's a nine-footer. Th- there it is. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't lucky, but the word we use in our household now was God was willing. That's what God was willing that morning to allow me to catch this really large marlin, nine-foot nine marlin. Um, yeah, it was exciting. Um, so I guess uh, God was willing, and I found out the people we were with, uh, she had been praying that she, would be, that, they, that she would catch a marlin for years. And I'm like, well, I guess that was a, an answered prayer. So it always begs the question with prayer is, can I ask for things like this? Should I ask for things like this? I mean, for me, I ask for a hole in one, right? And I've gotten a couple, and it feels great, but then it always begs this question of, how is prayer in my relationship with God? And it's so natural and normal to think when I pray for something, then I get something, right? But God wants me to ask for things. He's my loving Father. He wants to know what I want. He wants it on my heart. He's not annoyed when I ask for, okay, I, did, I didn't pray for a marlin, but I got one. Um, and I don't, for those of you who do deep sea fishing and all this, was, is this a rare find? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I tried to find somebody honest in Cabo to tell me the truth. It was really hard. You know, I was like, is this a big fish or not? I guess it's a big fish. But this idea of praying for what you want and giving thanksgiving when God gives you gifts, even unexpected ones like this. Now, these are the prayers I think we all kind of like. These are the, the easy things. Ask God, thank him for the blessings we have. And really, that's the first thing we do uh, when we pray, like Luther's morning prayer, that we thank God. It's a good way to start praying. Just thank him for the things you have. Well, we're also supposed to pray, uh, well, that's what Solomon is doing, right? He's a prayer of thanksgiving. God had given him this vision to do the temple and his house and all that. It all happened. It all got fulfilled. I mean, it's just a miraculous thing. The presence of God is back in the temple, and he has this next vision and then he says, you know, if I send a bunch of bad things your way and you pray, I'll make things right. You're like, yeah, that kind of sounds like that, right? If I pray for this, then I'll do this. Well, things are different. In the Old Testament, who could actually go talk to God? That would be the high priest, the most holy of holies. There was a separation We're under the new covenant now. We all have direct access to the Father 
Jesus Christ is the mediator. The one mediator between God and man is the man Christ Jesus, which means we all have access. And the temple is no longer a building in Jerusalem. That thing got wiped off, right? Twice it got destroyed. The temple is now you. The great thing is the promises that are bestowed in here is Jesus is always the fulfillment of all these prophecies. He becomes that once for all temple sacrifice. He becomes that that thing that he is on the throne of David forever. He is the one who fulfills all of those Old Testament ways. And now we have this gift given to us called prayer. Isn't that great? I'm like, we take it for granted. I mean, but can you imagine like, I don't want to go talk to God. He's going to get like, you know, Moses, sunburnt, and it's like he's in the presence of God. That, now we just all get to talk to him whenever we want. And it's not just the high and mighty all created the universe, God. It's the close and intimate God. He wants to hear from you. And I love, Luke, you hammered on that Sunday, the, the daddy, right? You're just talking to your dad. And how often are we supposed to pray? All the time. Which we don't do. But let's see here. First Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Obtain, abstain from every form of evil. This is a good guidance. We're supposed to pray unceasing. Now, some of you, and I think I agree with Luke, that some of you have more of a, I would say, a gift of prayer, like Bev, you know. Um, somebody who just kind of, it just, it's just the way they are. They just, they just think about God all the time, and they're always talking to him, and they're listening. And... When it says here, then I hear from people, it says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Um, and I know you've all heard this. Have you ever heard people say, God told me, fill in the blank? We always go, uh-huh, uh, yeah, did he really tell you to do that? Because some people, that fill in the blank thing, and I'm like, there's no way he told you to do that. Um, number one, testing the spirit. Uh, is it a sin? then God didn't tell you to do it, okay? He's not going to tell you to sin. Now, the way to test the Spirit is to make sure you're in a relationship with some other Christians as well, or a Christian community, or a pastor, or someone who can help you test the Spirit. Does this seem in a line with what God would say in his word? That's our first test. And then does it seem to line with who you are, how God made you? And then a lot of times, even after those things, we don't know. And the great thing is about being Lutheran is, be bold. <laughs> Just go do it. It's going to be fine. God's going to take care of you. Um, you're not playing hide and seek with God when you're praying. He has revealed himself, and the way he for sure speaks to you is through his word and sacrament. But I guess all of us have this like inkling, this feeling, I felt like God was telling me this thing. Okay, good. Test the spirit. Make sure it aligns with his will and ways. And that's really what prayer is about. Prayer is about changing you. It's aligning you with him, not the other way around, <laughs> not conforming God to your will and ways. But I really like it when they line up. Isn't that great? Like when what I want and God wants seems to be the same, but then that's a dangerous thing because I'm a sinful creature, and what I want can be tainted all the time, which is why you always have to test the spirit. So... Um, how does God answer our prayers? 
uh, with a yes or a no, or you're not going to know, or even better than you wanted, you knew, like catching a nine-foot marlin. I didn't know I wanted such a thing, and all of a sudden, there it is. God can surprise you. But a lot of times, the answer of no, or I'm not going to tell you, or you're going to have to wait, like I'd have to tell my kids, or you're not ready for that yet, or you're never going to know that. That's for me to know and for you to not find out to the resurrection, maybe. This, well, we're, we're babbling, right? <laughs> we're babbling. And uh, this is why our babbling is still okay. Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows that it is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purposes. So you can't screw up prayer. The Spirit is going to make it just fine. And he intercedes on our behalf. And this is why we say we address the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer is a Trinitarian effort here, and you're participating in it. You're not praying. Uh, you're not praying to please God. You're not praying uh, to tell God what to do. You're not. You're not praying to uh, make the kingdom manifest itself. You're not doing this thing. What you're doing is you're asking God for his will to be done and for you to do it, to be part of that, that you're gonna be with him in this effort. The fun part, you know, the cracking eggs, right? I just wanna crack a few eggs, can I? Yeah, come on in. You're gonna screw it up, but come on in. I love you, I want you to be a part of this. And, and this is this mystical union. Again, I've been listening to your sermons, Luke. Am I using the right term? Yeah, <laughs> I've been listening. But it's true, this is a mystical union. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit talking to the living God, not knowing what the answer is gonna be. Isn't this fun? Isn't it? It's kind of cool. It's like, it's exciting and scary, isn't it? It's super scary. But this is the gift of prayer. In this discipline of praying, well, you're participating in the kingdom. It's, it's wonderful. How about, um, what do you pray for? I have my prayer list. Thank God somebody bought me logo software years ago so I can organize it and keep track. And some of you I text once in a while because you're on my prayer list every so often. I just, I just check on you. But family, friends, health. Do you have a list of unbelievers that you know? I, that's on my list. We all have things that we pray for. One big thing I think we pray for, we, I pray for it a lot up here, is healing, right? We pray for healing. There's a woman who came to this church a couple years ago. I think she came here one time. I don't think anybody knows who she is. She came here one time. But she, and I'm using her as an example because nobody knows her. I barely know her. But the, the great thing is, is she exhibits what I see over and over again. Is she's dying of cancer, right? She's gone to Mayo. They told her it's not going to get better. But every message she sends out is praising God. She's rejoicing. She's thankful. She's, uh, like, her prayer life is one of joy, and she is bodily dying for sure. 
This is the um, weird, fun thing that Luke and I get to do when we visit people who are in these situations. We get to see people whose prayer life is different than mine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a next level intimate relationship with God and they have peace. They're saying, whatever your will is, Lord, which seems to sound a lot like Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that what he's always saying? Your will, not my own. Your will, not my own. And sometimes we don't know what that is and we don't like what that is. But people who are in that situation are in a full, it's in, it's in their face every day that God is the one who's in control. But in the end, he will heal them completely on the last day. So should we boldly ask for prayer? Yeah. In James 5, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. I follow this Facebook group and it always paints. I don't know why I follow these people sometimes, but they're in the vein where if you just have enough faith, God will heal you here and now. And I'm like, then why are all those people, faithful people, dying bodily? I'm like, this makes no sense. But this, this word of faith movement is damaging. We've had people in our congregation who have passed away this year. People have been fervently praying for them to be healed. And they will on the last day. It's not going to be here and now. In fact, we, we don't desire to live forever like this. We want to live forever in a sinless world, in a sinless condition. New bodies, new heaven, new earth. But should I boldly pray for people to be healed? Yes, and it's always according to God's will. We're supposed to do this. And this righteous person has great power. The great power is that it is strengthening the faith of all around them. That woman who's dying, do you think she's strengthening the faith of everybody who's reading her messages, professing Christ every day in the face of terminal cancer? The answer is yes. In fact, it's the strongest testimony I can even think of. It's wonderful. God is in control, but that doesn't stop us from praying. Even if you're angry and bitter and whiny like a little two-year-old, like my kids were to me, I still want to hear it. I can still tell them it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It doesn't take the pain away in that moment, but in the end, Christ has won victory. He has conquered sin, death, and the devil. He got the last word, and he said, it is finished. What was his prayer on the cross? Uh, forgive these people. They know what they're doing. Isn't that great? We have a God who loves us that much that he's praying for us in that moment when he's paying for the sins of the world. That is a loving, wonderful God. So go ahead, yes. Pray for healing. Keep putting them on the living faith prayer list. Keep lifting up. Praise God when we're healed, right? Praise God. 
All healing flows from him. He's the great physician of mind, body, and spirit. We praise him for that. But in the end, we know there will be complete healing on the last day. That is where faith and our hope reside. Praying aligns us with God's will, his word, and his sacrament strengthen for us. They show us how to direct when we do hear things from God. And um, we'll keep talking to your dad. I don't know if you want to pray for a marlin like what I got or, uh, you know, whatever the good thing it is. Um, it's okay. Ask God. He's your loving father. He wants to hear from you. And this maturing, this spiritual discipline thing, I, I like the word Luke was talking about how, you know, when you have a conversation with a little one, <laughs> it's a different conversation, right? I gave you an example of a woman who's having conversations with God daily very mature conversations with God, very serious conversations, very truthful things. But the key thing is, that wasn't the first day she talked to God. <laughs> She'd been talking to God her whole life. She was baptized, she believed, she was brought up in the faith, and she'd been talking to her dad the whole time. And you know what? She's going to get to see him pretty soon, face to face. So I guess that's really the prayer I have for all of you. This is what Luke said on Sunday. Talk to your loving Father. Know he hears your prayer, that he loves you, and that the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to God's will. Amen? Will you stand and pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of prayer, this uh, mystical union that you've created through our baptisms that join us with your son the spirit that lives in us that keeps reminding us of the truth of who we are reminding us of the promises that you've given through your son help us to have, to do that thing just to spend a little time every day to talk to our loving father and know that the spirit is interceding for our benefit amen Receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Have a wonderful rest of the week.